0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Burgundy Number Podcast with Josh Taylor. H-T-T-R. What's up, everybody? Josh with the Burgundy Number Podcast, back with another episode for you. Yes, the world might be ending and sports might be officially canceled for the next month or two. It uh, looks like some tags are still getting done. We saw Justin Simmons and Hunter Henry get tagged yesterday, um, as expected. That was two that I pointed out on my last podcast, uh, talking about their spots. But looks like free agency is still good to go on Monday. Praise the Lord. Every Redskins fan out there has been waiting for this. Um, to me, this is the most anticipated free agent year as a Redskins fan that I can remember in a long time. So I was just hoping and praying that this didn't get affected. Um, You know, they're talking about some things with the draft probably getting changed. I highly doubt they're going to have the, um, you know, draft being held in Vegas. It's probably going to be like what they used to do back in the day, just meeting in this small room awkwardly and just kind of announcing everything, and we'll all watch it on TV or online. So pretty boring, but, you know, I think something cool would be like showing the guys – At their houses, kind of like they do with like they've done with other players that just don't go to the draft. They stay at home. But, you know, showing every single guy that gets picked, I think that'd be pretty cool. So there's some things that they can do with this. There's like an in-home draft. I think I think it's still going to be good. You know, we'll we'll still see Chase Young put on that Redskins hat. And that's all that matters. So, um, yeah, they're making some other changes like pro day. Uh, I've been pushed back by some colleges. A lot of them canceled. Um, which is really unfortunate because, you know, I I talk about these young, small school guys, and that's like their combine. That's their moment. And, you know, I talked with Ernest Edwards, wide receiver on the podcast uh, from, you know, two weeks ago. And, you know, the guys like that, that need that pro day. And that's like their make it or break it into getting into the NFL. And Ernest Edwards can absolutely be an NFL guy. So just really hope that they reschedule Um, some of these pro days but um, they're starting to do meetings with players on Skype now apparently I think they said only uh, three visits a week are allowed and only an hour Skype session I guess is what you'd call it Um, but the NFL is adjusting not canceling nothing you know not pushing anything back it looks like everything's kept on schedule except for pro days but the draft is good to go and free agency is good to go And, you know, it's super depressing that we're not going to be able to see, you know, March Madness and NBA and stuff like that. Uh, But to help get everybody through it, every episode that I drop, I'm going to be doing a giveaway. I'm not 100% sure what this week's going to be. I have a few things, like some autographed pictures and stuff like that, like Deshaun Jackson, um, stuff like that. So I'm just going to take a look at what I have. But every week, you know, I've been talking with Eric at Deers and Beers, and just kind of throwing that idea out there. Like, we need something to get us through this dark, depressing time of no sports. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to, like, go outside now? Or do I just, like, stay inside and eat even more? Or, you know, I don't don't know. Like, I've played 2K twice in the last two days because I was just like, I need something sports-related. Like, bowling and darts on ESPN is hype, but I need something more. So to help get everybody through it, I'm going to be doing these giveaways, so keep an eye out on that. Uh, thanks for sharing the page as always. Keep doing it. Keep listening. And the shirts looked awesome. They're getting sent out this weekend, or if you're listening to this like midweek or late week, then they've been sent out. I'm um, probably going to do another order of had a bunch of people reach out to me about that. So exciting stuff. And you know, my mind is in the right spot. There's so much I want to do. And I was so hyped and looking forward to going to Chalk Talk, possibly talking to Ron Rivera, you know, getting some questions to put on the podcast, kind of getting that recorded. But man, that was just, to me, that was the biggest hit, that getting canceled because of the coronavirus. And they're going to reschedule it, I've heard. So we'll see when it is. And when they do, I'm definitely going to be on it. Um, so looking forward to that, but still going to have great content for y'all, still bringing on what I can. And, you know, coming up with more ideas, talking to more guests coming on. So just good things cooking and, and definitely appreciate everyone who's on board and shares the page. So I think with free agency on schedule to start Monday, you know, I've been talking about it for a little bit now. The uh, linebacker pod's a really good pod to do because I really do believe that we're going to make some moves in the free agency to really address the linebacking core. Because it is a lot worse than people can give credit for. You know, we are making this huge transition, and I think that's going to be really good for our defense. I'm really optimistic about, you know, our guys not going into coverage like Montez Sweat and Kerrigan. And I feel good with playing that traditional 4-3 defense with the three linebackers. Um, But with that, it comes with having your own responsibilities. Each guy has to be able to do his role in his spot. There's three linebackers. So you have the Sam linebacker, who's a better tackler, uh, more used as a pass rusher and he's lined up on the tight end side so he doesn't need to be excellent at coverage but he needs to be a sure tackler and be able to pass rush when he needs to then you have the mike linebacker in the middle it's pretty easy to remember because you have middle linebacker mike and the mike is the captain of the defense they make the play calls and they don't have to be really good at everything they just have to be pretty solid at everything so they must tackle they have to blitz and they have to cover and if they do go into man coverage, they usually pick up the running back. So, you know, you, you want more of a smaller guy as a middle linebacker. You don't want some big, heavy guy who's going to have to keep up with the running back. Then you have the will linebacker, which is the fastest of the three. They're the best in the coverage. They line up with the slot receiver. And this is what we missed big time. We struggled so much with slots, you know, cutting up across the middle, tight ends killing, killing us across the middle. And third and 20 seemed like the easiest conversion with our defense last year. It made no sense. And like I said, guys like Sweat and Kerrigan going into coverage looking silly didn't help. But taking a look at it with the roster that we have, if everybody's healthy, and keyword is if, because I don't think everybody will be healthy, if everybody's healthy, your Sam linebacker would be Cole Holcomb, your Mike would be Down Hamilton, and then your Will would be Reuben Foster. With three of those spots, two of them have injury concerns, which is Sean Down Hamilton and Reuben Foster. So I'll start with Cole Holcomb, you know, fifth round draft pick last season, uh, had a great rookie year, actually, in my opinion, you know, being a fifth round pick and coming into that defense, uh, having 105 total tackles, 74 solo, one sack, three forced fumbles He did struggle in coverage, which is why I think that he works best as a Sam. Because if he isn't covered, he just lines up with the tight end. And, you know, I think he can keep up with that. And he was that sure tackler. And he was really good on the run. So we heard Ron Rivera talk about it, say, you know, on the way to the quarterback, we're going to play the run. And I think that's why he loved Cole Holcomb so much. And he praised Cole when he talked about our defense and Cole really did a good job of closing the gaps, you know, getting in the running game, kind of stirring stuff up in the backfield. Like I said, you know, he had 74 solo tackles. He, he held down his own and did his job. And I think that him playing the Sam is exactly what he should be asked to do. I think it would be him doing anything that he's uncomfortable with. I think he would go right in and do just fine. Then you have Sean Deon Hamilton in the middle. Like I said, he has those injury histories, he had it all the way back at Alabama. And the key thing with him is, in his career at Alabama, he played middle linebacker, and he was always the captain in that very deep linebacking course. So you had guys like Reuben Foster, Mack Wilson, Anthony Jennings, and Sean down Hamilton was always the captain. And when he came out, our defense took a, a big hit at Alabama, because you have that play caller, you have that leader, and then you have some guy coming in that's asked to do that who's never done that before. And I feel like that could also happen in the NFL, so... I think he needs to be healthy, and it's it's not a guarantee. I hope he does. I think he'll have a good season, but I think him staying in the middle linebacker spot is exactly where he needs to be. I don't see anyone else on the team being a better Mike linebacker than he would be. So last year, he had a very underrated season, actually. He had an 89.7 coverage grade, which was second among linebackers last year. He had a 77.1 passer rating allowed, which was sixth by linebackers. Uh, 49 tackles, 37 solo, 5 tackles for loss, 2 quarterback hits, and 1 forced fumble. So he can do a little bit of everything. He has that coverage ability. He has the leadership ability that you want. We just need him to stay healthy. So on this episode, you'll notice that I'm talking about liability. Having that sure guy. Because if one guy goes down, what are you just going to struggle the rest of the season with some guy who doesn't really have much playing time? Like No, you need depth and you need that superstar. Um, and then Reuben Foster. We all know his situation. I absolutely love Reuben. One of my favorite Alabama players. Just the way that he plays is unlike anybody else. He does not care about his well-being. He does not care about your well-being. He will come at you with every single thing that he has and not hold back. He is like a missile out of a rocket. And it always was tripping me out with that huge neck pad he had. And he just lowered the helmet and just came after you like a rhino. So... You know, the way he plays does come with injuries and, you know, tearing his ACL last season, very serious injury. He actually didn't regain feeling in his feet until like a month or two ago, which was very concerning because I didn't think it was that bad. So it really leaves us with that question mark of, is he going to be ready? Is he going to be able to get on the field in July? And if so, like, is he like 80%? Will he be 100%? We have that huge question mark at the Will spot, which is that coverage guy, and that was our biggest weakness last year. But we do have depth on our team that can really um, come in, and there'll be some rotation guys, like some sub-packages and stuff like that. I think Ryan Anderson's going to be that one uh, piece that I'm interested to see what happens. I think that he will be like a Sam depth, or even come in as a uh, sub-package, like pass rusher. 'Cause he's not the he's not the best in coverage. I mean, we saw that last season, but he really started to flourish at the end of the season going after the quarterback. I mean, he was just on a mission getting to the quarterback. So I think there's definitely going to be a role for him. Kinda sub a like Kerrigan will be. Then you have a guy like Josh Harvey Clemens, who actually intrigues me because he used to play corner in college at Louisville, but he's just a bigger guy, you know, tall, kind of a leaner, fast guy. And I think that he could provide really good depth at the wheel spot because of his coverage ability, playing that corner spot most of his career in football. I think that he's just a good player that we can really figure something out for him. You know, Not some big name player, but guy that has the talent and size to be able to do something. Really, when it comes down to it, this linebacker core reminds me a lot of what our wide receiver core looks like. It's just really young, has a lot of talent on it. There's a lot of potential and pieces to build off of. But it's like we're missing that one star that just takes it to the next level. I mean, the linebackers around the NFL, you see the core, like the 49ers, like Fred Warner. I feel like he just took that core to another level. And I think we need someone to just come in and kind of take that over. And yes, it could be the draft, but free agency for me is really key in this because there's a couple guys that I really like. You know, I don't want some like cheap deal guy that's just going to come in and give depth like we have depth we have plenty of guys we have like orchard who can come in like i said we have anderson bostix josh harvey clemens there's plenty of guys you know for free agency i heard uh john Kim talk about aj klein i would hate to get aj klein to be honest with you to me he would just be another sam linebacker and we have plenty of those and he's getting old like why would we even entertain that um we saw the panthers um release thomas davis you know, former linebacker of Ron Rivera, big possibility that we do sign him um, just to give it one good last ride. But what I've been looking at is guys that can come in and just take it to the next buy. So you're going to spend some money and it's absolutely worth it because you have that strong front line. You're going to get Chase Young more than likely. Then you have, you know, we're working with Landon Collins. We've talked about the corners and the safeties in recent pods, but you need this linebacking core and you need to spend the money to get it. Because we are not going into this next season getting eaten up by linebackers, getting eaten up by tight ends and, and wide receivers across the middle again. Because that was, I was like pulling my hair out last season. I'm like, all right, third and 20, we got that shut down, about to get back on offense. Nope, all right, easy little slain across the middle. You know, John Bossett kind of got lost. Uh, you know, Alshon Jeff Rip, middle, ate a sub. It's all good. So we need to find that guy. And taking a look at the free agent market, you know, like i said, Thomas Davis, there's some veteran guys out there that could come in and kind of fill depth. I mean, he would start. I'm just interested to see where he would start. But I'm going to start with the Mike spot. And in the middle, you could have a guy like Blake Martinez. And Blake has really grown a lot at Green Bay. And I think he could come in, you know, he can do it all. He's got that coverage ability. He can pass rush. He's a great tackler. Um, he's not the best in the run game, but I think he's still really good. Uh, But he's been reliable. And that's what I've been saying. Like, we have these good guys, but if you're not on the field, what are we going to get out of you? So Blake Martinez, he's been injury-free. He played all 16 games in the last three seasons. And to me, he just has that great balance. In the last three seasons, he's had 90-plus tackles each season, 25 tackles for loss, two interceptions, and two forced fumbles. So you're getting great production in pretty much everything. His market value appears to be around like twelve million per year. Uh, market to me, that's absolutely reasonable. You're getting a reliable starting Mike linebacker. That's what you need. Some guy that can hold it down, make the play calls, kind of direct everybody else. Uh, I think he would absolutely be worth it. I think it's a guy that we should be taking a look at. Um, you know, I've seen some other guys thrown around, but it's just cheap deals and it's just guys that it doesn't like intrigue me at all to being a starter. On our linebacking core. Like, we have plenty of depth. Then you look at the will spot. And there's two guys that really interest me. So we have Joe Schobert from the Browns and Corey Littleton from the Rams. So, Joe Schobert is a really good guy. He's young, great player, great in coverage. I've been seeing on Twitter that his contract demands were high. So that's why the Browns kind of let him uh, shop around. But to me, there's no way he's over like eight or nine million a year. And I think that's a great deal on a guy. Like Joe who is growing and he's kind of like that Blake Martinez you've seen him over the last few seasons kind of progress and get better at his spot and he has that coverage ability that we desperately need Uh, he racked up 89 solo tackles seven tackles for loss four interceptions and two forced fumbles last year alone he's only 26 and he'd be a solid like four or five year signing I if we say four years on a deal for Joe I'm ecstatic. But if you want to spend a little bit more, then you go for Corey Littleton. He is absolutely your guy. He's projected to be in like the 12 to 14 range, and he is worth every penny. I will pitch in $20 if we have to. That's all I got. Um, (laughs) But he can do it all. But his coverage is so freaking good. I mean, you see the play in the Super Bowl when he picked off Tom Brady. Tom Brady. His ability and coverage to make big plays, get turnovers, cause interceptions. He is phenomenal. The last two seasons, he played 94.7% of snaps. That's crazy. You're not subbing this guy out. He's staying in the game. The last two seasons, over ni- almost 95% of the snaps on defense. He's just one of three linebackers with at least five sacks and five interceptions. He led all linebackers with 22 pass breakups he had 159 tackles and 15 tackles for loss the last 2 seasons and he was a 2018 Pro Bowler and second team All Pro. What more do you want like from a guy? And he's going to pass rush. He can get to the quarterback. He can get in the run game. Like I don't see a weakness in this guy. I've seen people on Twitter saying that he's not good. I don't know what what tapes they're watching. Corey Littleton is phenomenal. He is my must sign Free agent. Write it down. If we miss out on Hooper, I'm not sad. If we miss out on Amari Cooper, I'm not sad. If we miss out on Corey Littleton, we miss out on a huge opportunity to have a guy come in and just take this linebacker core to the next level. Our biggest weakness is his biggest strength. Corey Littleton needs to be in D.C. Like It has to happen. I don't want some cheap guy or some vet coming in I want Corey Littleton. If we go Joe Sherbert, miss out on Corey Littleton, I'm like, oh dang, that sucks. Like I wish we had Corey. Like, but if we get Corey Littleton, I am going to freak out. Like we need this guy. Can't stress it enough. Corey Littleton, if you're listening, please come to DC. If you're not listening, somebody please get a hold of Corey and tell him that we need him. So at the end of the day, Cole Holcomb, starting at your Sam. Sean Don Hamilton, maybe starting in the mic unless we sign a guy like Blake Martinez. And then at your will, I don't think Ruben's going to be ready. I, I wish he was, but I just don't see it. I mean, he's still posting on Instagram, like, getting boots and stuff, and he's on the field with the boot on. I just don't see him ready for full contact football come July. Working out is one thing, but being on the field, running at 100 miles an hour, that's the only way he knows how to play. He can't downshift. He's just full speed every play. He's like a train. You can't just pull the break. I don't know if he's going to be ready. So to me, we have to sign Corey Littleton. I would rather address that than the middle. But if we do, you know, sign a guy like Blake, I don't see us signing both. I don't see us getting a middle linebacker and an outside linebacker. That would be great. Um, But I just, I see that I would much rather go with Corey than Blake or Joe. But, you know, the chances of landing Corey, who knows? It might happen. It might not happen. So we really got to take a look at the draft and say, if we sign a guy on the outside at will, like Corey, then do we need to draft a guy in the middle? I say yes. Because like I said, Sean Don Hamilton has those injuries. You just don't know. You pray that he can be healthy. And shout out to Sean Deon Hamilton. Love you to death. You had a phenomenal Alabama career. I hope you were healthy and ready for the season. Huge shout out for handing me that football at training camp. Awesome guy. Always been a SDH fan. Just being that leader. Everywhere he goes. And I think if he's healthy, he'll have a great season. And if we sign a guy in the middle, then we need to draft someone on the outside. Like I said, we're not signing both. So I'm going to take a look at the draft and say, okay, if we go this way in free agency, who do we draft? If we go another way, then what do we do? And to me, the linebacking draft class might not be the deepest, but there's still a good set of guys that are going to have great NFL careers. And I'm going to take a look at a couple of them. But there's two that stand out to me. One guy who his stock is steadily rising, and shout out to Adam at the BNG report. He's on it. He he has been picking out guys early that have been coming up. You know, talking about with Duggar. and now you know taking a look at this guy after his phenomenal combine. Uh, so shout out to Adam. If you don't follow him, you definitely should, because um, he is on it and he is bringing the good stuff. But then my other guy who I am so excited about. He is my gem and his stock is soaring and more and more people are starting to find out who he is and he can absolutely do it all. Had to take a quick halftime break to tell you all a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It is absolutely free, and they give you the creation tools that you need that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast right away with no minimum on listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app like I did, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the second half of the episode. So like I said, this linebacking draft class is not the craziest. It is not as deep as like the wide receiver core is, but there is still some sure starters on this linebacking core that's going to come in and have a great NFL career. I'm going to take a look at some realistic picks. I'm all about the realistic picks. I could easily talk about every single linebacker in the draft, but I don't see that, you know, of being any use. I think that there is a couple picks that absolutely could go for the Redskins. And the main thing is, could we draft a linebacker in the third? And I say, absolutely. You know, we've seen that teams aren't willing to trade that second for Trent Williams. And we've heard rumors of the Jets saying, hey, we will offer two thirds possibly. Just a rumor, but not confirmed. So if we do go through with that trade, then we would have three third round picks. And I think one of them would absolutely be a linebacker. And even if we don't trade Trent, we could still absolutely take a linebacker in the third. And it's starting to grow more and more on me that we will. At the Mike spot, you know, we have a guy like Akeem Davis Gaither from Appalachian State who I've seen, you know, in a couple of mock drafts. And he would absolutely be a good pick. Um, But if it's me, you know, if we're addressing that Mike spot specifically, I think Willie Gay Jr. from Mississippi State is the guy that you have to get. To me, I would be all over Willie Gay because of his athleticism. You know, he had some really small, honestly, to me, it was like stupid issues at Mississippi State, like cheating on a test and getting suspended for it, um, and then getting in a fight with one of his quarterbacks and actually injuring him, which is kind of concerning. But still, like, to me, it wasn't like he got arrested for doing something like, like he wasn't doing anything illegal. It was just stupid college mistakes. We all do it. We all learn from it. Uh, But I don't think he has a character problem. I don't think there's anything like that. I don't think his stocks would be soaring like they are if, you know, teams were concerned about his character and stuff like that in interviews. Um, but his stock after his combine just shot up. So he measured in at 6'1", 243. He ran a four four six forty. Yes, I, I said he was 243 pounds, ran a 4'4", 6'40, second among linebackers. He had a 39.5 vertical, which was second among linebackers also. And he had 11 foot 6 inch broad jump. Which was obviously first. Please go watch this tape. Like honestly the first time I saw it. I was like if I even try to attempt that. I'm tearing both my ACLs and probably shattering both ankles. Like that should not be humanly possible by a guy of that size. Like yeah he might not be the tallest. But he's still 6'1", 243. And he's running 6 Like are you kidding me? And to me he can absolutely be a great Mike in the NFL. And he could even be a Will if you wanted him to. Willie the Will. Put him at the will spot. Like, he has great coverage. To me, he's just a better starter over Akeem Davis Gaither, um, just because he can be moved around depending on what you need. Like, hey, Sean Don Hamilton gets hurt. Cool. Move him to the mic. Like, if, if he's playing the will. So he just does everything well. And it's just scary how fast a guy is 243 pounds can be. If you watch his tapes, he just closes in. Like, if he's in coverage, he can get to the ball quick and, and make a huge play. He can cause turnovers. Like, pick six, he'll take it to the house. And if it's a run play, it doesn't matter which side he goes to. He'll be the first one there, I promise you. And he hits hard, so it's not like he's just getting there quick and then just pushing the guys down. He's laying the hammer every time he comes. And you just need to look him up, watch his tapes. I love watching linebackers play, and I love watching what Willie Gay Jr. did on the field. And he played with Sweat. Don't forget that. Old teammate of Montez Sweat. They know each other. They used to play at Mississippi State together, so a little connection to D.C. there. And another two guys that might slip into the third round to cover that Will spot is guy like Jordan Brooks from Texas Tech and then possibly Troy Dye from Oregon. And if I had to choose between the two, I'm kind of doing like a process of elimination of who I would rather have. And to me, it's Jordan Brooks, if he does fall to the third. He's projected like late second right now, but we have such a high pick in the third. You just, you don't know. He could possibly fall. Um, but I just think Jordan Brooks will be the better linebacker and would play as a more of a sub-package defender. Uh, but if you want to use him in like a three-down role, then he would be a great will because of his coverage. Um, he is a good pass rusher, but he does his best when he has room to roam around, kind of using the space, and you know being able to play that coverage how he wants. He's not going to go deep, so like you know he might struggle against a guy like George Kittle who can run these deep routes and kill you, or like uh, Travis Kelsey. But with short short passes and plays like that, he he can keep things contained in his zone coverage and do a great job. So I have these two dream scenarios, and to me, one is just higher above the other. The first one would be signing a guy like Blake Martinez and then drafting a guy like Jordan Brooks or even like Willie Gay to play on the outside. But my must happen just would just take this whole offseason over the cliff for me would be signing Corey Littleton and then drafting Willie Gay Jr. in the middle or drafting my official favorite player in the draft, my steal, my gem, that his stock has just been rising lately, and it's no wonder because this guy can literally do it all, and he plays with so much passion on every single play. He has a great story, but if you are a fan of football, you will love what he does on the field. And that is Davion Taylor, linebacker from Colorado. So with me today, I have Davion Taylor from the University of Colorado. Davion, welcome to the podcast, man. Definitely appreciate you coming on. Oh, yeah, of course. So you're one of the guys that I've been raving about on Twitter lately for the fan base. You know, we've been talking this draft. It seems like it's been a long process and it's finally coming in. But you're one of the guys that I've told everybody, check out this guy's tapes because he's definitely going to bring it to the NFL. And the one thing that really stands out to me is just on every single play, it seems like you play with so much passion. And I just got to know where that comes from.
1: Uh, just just not playing uh, in high school and just trying to prove to everybody that I can compete uh, with the best. And that's why, like we said, every play, you just see me going hard and you just see it, like just me flying, and flying everywhere. It's just, just me just, just trying to prove that I can play uh at
0: the next level absolutely so you mentioned high school and you know researching your story that's one thing that really interested me a lot was seeing you know as a religious guy myself seeing that you weren't able to play at the high school level because of your religion what was that process like you know you you, it's the one thing that you love but you're trusting the process you know you're trusting god's plans like that but what was that like for you
1: uh i mean I, I, i think it was stressful just uh just mostly because, like, I, the way I, I practice with the team my senior year, and, um, like, every Friday night I used to have to just walk home and just, like, just knowing that my brothers not about, about to play without me. And I think that probably was the hardest thing, just uh, knowing that, uh, like, I practiced with the team, I built this fund, and, uh, like, I used to be probably practicing, like, practicing with the starters sometimes. And try, sometimes, most times, I try to get them a look. But so just, just knowing that I, I, was, I had to walk home on Fridays, and I, feel, I feel like everything would hit me the
0: most i definitely respect it like i said you know being a religious guy myself sometimes you just gotta you know trust in the process is what i say and uh definitely was a stressful time for you but you know you went to that juco route right after that and that obviously worked out for you and you transitioned to the U- university of colorado and to me you made a lot of big plays and you you kind of played like that hybrid role kind of like simmons is being compared to you <laughs> And even, like, Jabril Peppers when he was at Michigan. So, you know, I think you're obviously a linebacker in the NFL. And, like, the 4-3 with, you know, you have your three different linebackers. What role do you think you're more comfortable in?
1: Uh, probably wanted to say, I mean, uh, the wheel position. Okay. And like, uh, definitely, like, by going through, like, different meetings and everything to come by and seeing how, uh, how different coaches teach you. Uh, a, a lot of times the wheels sometimes have to cover a tight
0: end and the running back man. on bad. Sometimes do be out of space. Yeah. So like that's the uh,
1: best position I see myself fitting in when it comes to a four three, because a lot of the uh, fans more likely to be on the line majority of the times for most teams, and uh, they're barely barely inside the box. So like uh, so that's that's I said a wheel position because you,
0: they they do both, and that's why I kind of did at Colorado, and I feel I'll probably feel comfortable doing the same, and then they at the next level. Absolutely. So you know you have that track background, and that's one thing. I think definitely helps you out. You're, you're more of a coverage guy. You have that speed that's really hard to find in line linebacking core. And, you know, from the Redskins standpoint, uh, we didn't really have that coverage and we didn't have that speed. So, you know, that's one reason why you stick out to me. But with your track background, how much did that really help you transitioning with football? Oh, it helped
1: me so much because it made me, it helped me make plays uh, side on the sideline. And definitely like more. I said, it really helped me in coverage because sometimes I had to whole spot receivers and a lot of spot receivers usually are faster uh, linebackers. Allowed me having my speed and really helped me cover them. Even when they did, uh I had a good route on me, I had to make up speed for it. So uh, yeah. just my speed helped me out, out a lot when it came to my coverage game uh, more than anything.
0: Yeah, so you you have this great coverage skill, but you know, you have no problem getting to the quarterback. And one thing I like to ask linebackers is would you rather sack the quarterback or would you rather get a turnover? Oh, a turnover. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna get a turnover. Now hitting that quarterback feels good, but turning the ball over and creating big opportunities for your offense uh, definitely helps out. So, yeah, exactly. You know, you had you went to the Senior Bowl. Uh, you and Montez both represented Colorado at the Senior Bowl, and uh, Nagy has a great program down there in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, I'm, I'm an Alabama fan myself. Uh, a lot of people on the podcast know that, but I love the state of Alabama. How was the Senior Bowl for you, the whole experience? What was that like? I was
1: a great experience. It really just... I'll say the, the thing that really taught me was a, a lot of my strength and weaknesses uh, when it comes to playing an inside backer. Okay. Because like I was, I was just so used to playing um, outside backer, and it was less keys, less reads. It was more just reactive, more than just. Not, I wouldn't say thinking, more just calling things. And then when I got to the senior bowl, I was like a true inside backer. Sometimes like some plays I was playing the bike some plays I was playing the wheel. Yeah. And uh, it really just showed me like, uh, like my I say some of the strengths was were like probably beating beating the uh, line before they get to me. Some of the weaknesses. Was just like uh, taking on a block. I like, went allow him to get it to me and gave with me, like how to get off for it, or like making the uh, recall before the play even starts. But like as the week went on, I got better with it. But like I said, that week really just taught me a lot about playing inside linebacker and a lot about uh, what I can do to uh, be successful on the next level.
0: Yeah, I like the Senior Bowl because it really is all these experienced guys, you know, have all this experience in college, but it's just a ton of talent. And, you know, you're playing against some of the top offensive linemen. You're playing against some of the top tight ends and wide receivers. So outside of, you know, you and uh, Steven Montez, who was one of your guys that you kind of stuck with, that you learned a lot from uh, from another college that you haven't really had much of an opportunity to talk to besides then?
1: Well, I will say probably uh, Akeem, Akeem from App State.
0: Okay, Akeem Davis-Gather, yep.
1: Because mm-hmm. me and him like are like two similar similar uh athletes. Like he played mostly like any everywhere because he was more like I represent in his school and we was roommates at the team we okay new to uh playing the inside linebacker because he was at the team. he started he started at uh Mike and I started at Will. But like it came to the point we had built a relationship that we was teaching each other because like we knew football and I think uh when we come that we just got in our playbook at nighttime. We'll ask each other questions, we'll teach each other because like we both want to be successful. We both like consider unside linebackers and uh and I want our speed and agility really just uh makes us who we are and just and me and him really just uh built that bond and uh just trying to help each other throughout that week The singing Bowl, making sure we were on time and everything, making sure we was uh in our playbook and just me and him I said that throughout that week, me and him, the one who taught each other how to come uh play inside linebackers, uh besides the coaches helping us out.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's good to have you know another guy that you're hanging out with that you can learn from. I'm sure he learned a ton from you too. And you know, I talked about like your combine and one thing that I've been telling everybody is your stocks are just soaring up. I mean, you you started as like a you know day three kind of guy, and I'm not gonna like you know throw so much attention at you. I know you're not gonna like brag on yourself, but you know I've seen some mock drafts have you going 32 overall to the Chiefs. I think Power Football Focus had you. Um, And even like a second round grade now and the combine absolutely helped you out. And then you had your pro day last week and, you know, you're 40 time in the four, three, seven. I mean, that's to me, that's crazy, especially with your size. And and, you know, I'm glad that, you know, this pandemic didn't really hold us back from the combine. It, you know, we got that over with. What was the combine like? Because you see all these guys get these combine invites. You know, it's, it's a limited group of guys. Not everybody does. And I talked to some big name players that didn't get an invite. And you know, there's there's some guys that still deserved it. But what's that like being chosen as one of the top linebackers in the country?
1: Uh, it was like a dream come true. I've always been watching combine since uh, a young age, and just being able to be, just be there, uh, it was just like a wonderful experience. Like just being there, all the meetings, all the different coaches. And one thing I think I probably learned the most about that is just seeing the uh, different coaching styles that people teach. Because uh, I had a lot of informal interviews with like lot different linebacker position coaches, and uh, they'll they'll teach you up a play, and they actually like, teach it back. And I just seeing the way they talk and uh, like some teams I see more interested than others. And some seem like they're like the type that don't have no patience with their uh, with their uh, their players. And some feel like I feel like well, uh, like like be the perfect kid for me. But like I don't know, like, I don't know who I'm gonna be uh, gonna get picked up for, uh, with. Yeah. But, like, I think that experience uh, just helped me a lot, just, like, like how to study a linebacker playbook, how to become, a, like, a true inside linebacker. And besides that, just being on the field with just a whole bunch of other just great linebackers throughout the nation, like, it was just a great experience just seeing, how like, everybody else just, uh, like, I will say just being around the environment, seeing that, like, I was really just, like, I was trying to scheme, like, look out at a, a different, like, a whole bunch of different things because mm-hmm. I've never been in this position. Yeah. So like, I was just trying to look at, like, how people are acting or just how... Uh, uh, people just be in these type of situations, and uh, I really learned a lot
0: from that experience. I have to ask you because you know you have all thirty-two teams at your pro day. You have all these quick combine interviews. I mean, it's just you know going a hundred miles an hour, and you know with Ron Rivera and uh, Jack Del Rio both being former linebackers, um, do you have any interviews with them? Anyone from the Redskin side that you had any good talks with, or?
1: Oh not not just
0: yet. Not yet. Come on man. I need I need to get in talk with the front <laughs> office <man. laughs> Something's going on then. Cause we definitely need you. And like I said, it's with you know, Ron Rivera and Del Rio. He's he's a great defensive minded coach in my opinions. Did you kind of watch him a little bit growing up and seeing like the guys he's worked with? I
1: actually haven't, I can't lie to you.
0: Come on, man. Jack Del Rio? Oh man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> since I didn't play high school football, I didn't I, like I did really start watching college football or like the NFL until really college. Yeah, and that's when I was like, okay, I did, I really have to start watching because I have to see what I'm up against. Because like when I when I didn't have a chance to play, I didn't I wouldn't I didn't ever think I was gonna be in this position. So yeah, I, I didn't really just I watched it like every now and then. My favorite team was the Saints growing up since I'm from Mississippi. Okay, I mean, but, uh, but uh, that's the team I really watched. So like I really didn't watch it the NFL. Like I didn't. I didn't really know a lot like coming into college and like these four years really I, really, I say football really just came became like more and more important.
0: Yeah, man. Not look, I won't hold it against you. You were focusing on your craft, not worried about other guys. That's cool. But you know, I definitely think it would be awesome for you to have you in DC, man. And uh, I right, definitely, right. I definitely hope we <laughs> pick you up, man. We could use you. I'm, I'm telling everybody to check you out. I definitely appreciate you coming on, man, and I look forward to seeing you in the NFL and see what you do. Hopefully it's in D.C., but good luck, man. All right, thank you. Awesome, man. God bless. And that was Davian Taylor from the University of Colorado. Awesome guy. Plays with a lot of heart. Plays with a lot of passion. Thank you all for checking out this episode. Stay tuned. More guests, more episodes. Free agency is on the way. H-T-T-R.